When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no spy girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse, Back to Black, directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R, under 17, not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. On the Bechdel cast, the questions asked if movies have women in them. Are all their discussions just boyfriends and husbands, or do they have individualism? The patriarchy's effing vast. Start changing it with the Bechdel cast. Hello and welcome to the Bechdel Cast. My name is Caitlin Durante. My name is Jamie Loftus. And here are our last names. Last names. We we got exactly one last name request and we took it right to heart. <laughs> you know, I'm doing it for the follows. I want you to follow me at <laughs> Caitlin Durante on Twitter and whatever else. I'm doing it because I felt like someone asked me to do something and I'm not good at saying no. But it also didn't seem like a bad idea. It's yeah. not making my life worse. It's not making anyone's life worse, hopefully. Right. Is saying my last name making your life worse? Please flood my mentions and <laughs> let me know I'm ruining your life uh, by doing truly uh, the bare minimum. Uh, how, how are you? I'm good. We are here talking day. about movies, specifically the oh, yeah. portrayal of women in movies. The podcast theme. Yeah, yeah. 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 We got so involved in the last names, we forgot <laughs> to say why we were here or what we were talking about. That's okay. Right. So, yes, we are talking about the portrayal of women in movies. We use the mm-hmm. Bechdel test as sort of a yardstick. So it's a, it's a test applied to all media in which uh, two women need to have a discussion, two lines of dialogue exchange about something other than a man and the women in question need to have names all true yeah yes not a hard test to pass however not a lot of stuff passes it. not a lot of stuff passes and not a lot of media and movies specifically do a good job portraying women so what boo hollywood come on <laughs> i think they're doing a great job oh yeah it's been historically wonderful very healthy culture so that's what we're talking about in the Bechtel cast uh, today and every day. And every day we have a guest. Yes. And and we usually don't talk about movies so recent. I'm excited. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So we're talking about Girls Trip. But Ooh. before we get into that discussion, let's introduce our guest. Hey. She is a comic. She has been a panelist on the pre-show for Empire. Hey. Wow. Madison Shepard. Hi. Hi. Thanks for being here. Hello. Hi. I've been here the whole time. I, I know. haven't said anything. <laughs> <laughs> the, just, the most tense part of the podcast. <laughs> like, when do I jump in? It's like double dutch. Like, when am I going to get a... It was seamless. It was Thank seamless. You. 
Anyway, thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. I'm stoked to have you. So we're talking about Girls Trip. Yeah. You saw the movie in theaters. I did. I saw it uh, actually as a double feature with Rough Night. I saw Rough Night and then I went to see Girls Trip like within an hour and a half of each other. Because they're similar movies and then it's a group of women having a wild weekend or night or whatever. Not Mm. an unfamiliar premise. No, not at all. But one of them did much better than the other one. Mm Mm-hmm. And yeah. that was Girls Trip. are talking about. They did better. Yeah. yeah. I didn't see Rough Night, and I didn't feel the need to. Mm. So. I don't I'd be interested in seeing it. I wasn't aware that in Rough Night, it takes this premise, and the, but they, like, kill a guy and something. <laughs> spoiler alert, I guess. <laughs> I just, I, I mean, I, I did not see either of these movies in theater, but they, they were marketed in a very similar way. So that I was very surprised when I was reading through the synopses for both that in one, they kill someone that wasn't yeah, that clear in the marketing. Did Anyways. not realize that either. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. I really loved Girls Trip. <laughs> Same. Uh, yeah, I also didn't see it in the theater because this was my pre-movie pass days. I have it now and I've seen all kinds of movies with mm. my... If Movie Pass wants to sponsor us because we've been plugging your product endlessly for the past few episodes... We're just like... <laughs> Send me mine. <laughs> I've already paid for it. Right, yeah. So, I, yeah, I just saw, I bought Girls Trip on DVD, brag, okay. and I watched it twice in the past couple of days. That feels like a lot. Can I be honest with you? Um, I, yeah. I tried to watch it twice. I watched it one and a half times. <laughs> I couldn't do it. I watched it one time. Yeah. And it was... Just right. That's I think, enough. I think yeah. my my brain just is not good at absorbing media. I think because I've just absorbed so much of it that it takes my brain like a second viewing to really digest mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. Well, Caitlin, you do have not one but two college degrees. I'll bring That's it true. up so you don't have thank, to. Thank you. <laughs> you know that I hate to bring it up. You know who also has multiple degrees? I know. It's Queen Latifah, and she mentions it in the movie. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Wait, does she in real life or just the character? I think I just know. the character, but Queen I'm Latifah not sure. didn't have time to. I, like, I mean, she was on In Living Single. <laughs> she was Which on I just started. Like, I just started watching that on Hulu. Yes. I'm really enjoying it. I love that show. I still need to see it. Yeah, yeah, it's so good. Queen Latifah has been like in the entertainment industry since she was like 18. For decades, yeah. Yes. Yeah, I don't yeah. think she had time. She was 23 when Living Single came out, so and she was a star of it. And she so. has not oh, aged okay. a day. It's I mean, incredible. she was looking a little old in this movie for me. I won't lie, but yeah. I've been watching her on TV since I was a child. So, yeah. right, you know, I had to I had to do some age checks uh, for the main cast in this movie because every I mean, all the main cast except for Tiffany, Tiffany Haddish is over forty. Yeah, yeah. yes, uh-huh. which I mean, they all look they're all about nine or ten years apart in age. Right. Yeah. Right. It was great. Yeah. I mean, from Tiffany. Right, yeah, because Queen Latifah, Regina Hall, and Jada Pinkett Smith are all born in seventy seventy one. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then yeah. I think Tiffany had. This is all to say 79. that very cool that we're seeing representation of women over forty in a movie because yeah. you rarely do. Yeah, right? and they look great. Yes, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. And they're living their lives and they're successful and yeah. doing their thing. It's great. Yeah, totally. And they were playing women their age, too, because I feel like there's always such a tendency to be like, well, they all look amazing, so let's just pretend they're 30. And they're all pretty much playing within a few years of their own age. Except for Tiffany, who's having to play age up, which is interesting. Mm -hmm. Well, should I do the recap of the story? Uh, Yeah. And Madison, feel free to interject the recap. Jump in, interrupt, because I usually... Don't do a good job. <laughs> I love interrupting. 
so the the story focuses on these four main characters, mm-hmm. uh, who's the actors I just named, but it mm-hmm. is Ryan, played by Regina Hall, Sasha is Queen Latifah's character, Lisa is Jada Pickett-Smith, and Dina is Tiffany Haddish. Have you ever seen a female character named Ryan before? Because no. one of my best friends growing up was a, a girl named Ryan, and I'd never seen it before. I was mm. so excited. I texted her. Wow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> She's like, I know. She's like, Everyone yeah. texted me. Yeah. <laughs> You're a year late. <laughs> <laughs> so it's these four women who all went to college together. They were this very tight-knit group called the Flossy Posse. But the they, dumbest handshake ever in the world. I was, was like, what the fuck does it have part. to do with anything? I'm like, we can leave it a denim vest because I was very happy with the denim vest. <laughs> they all wear pendants with FP on it. Oh, yeah. Like, that's yeah. enough. Yeah. <laughs> no, we also need a handshake. Right. <laughs> and they have that one song that whenever they hear it, it just brings them all together and they have to I dance. still don't know what song that is, though. Me either. Cause, it's well, not clear because they dance to a fuck ton of songs I've, in yeah, that movie. A, this well, is a dance-heavy movie. Well, which, the, yeah. the movie opens with voiceover explaining this. You're like, you know that one song that your group will anytime and we don't you get hear to hear it, the song. We don't, and then <laughs> fucking voiceover. And, but it, so much mm. emphasis is placed on that because it's the first thing you hear in the movie. You think it's going to pay off later and then it does it comes up again. I'm just like, oh. I almost forgot they had that dumb handshake until they did it at the end. I was like, oh, that's still stupid. I forgot about the pendants until the end where Regina Hall grabs her necklace and then everyone else grabs their neck. I was like, what's happening? And I was like, oh, right. We haven't seen that in an hour. I didn't think I made that connection. Yeah. There are so many friendship talismans. I couldn't keep track of them Hey, they're all friends. Did you know? They like each other, but sometimes they don't get along. Yeah. Which is pretty much the story. I mean, this is a more, much yeah. more character-driven piece. Uh, this is a yeah. character's film. It's an actor. I, I this is an actor's film. <laughs> yes, I would agree. So the the story is basically that Ryan Pierce is like a successful author and kind of public figure, and she has this. She's book like out. Oprah, pretty much. Yeah, like She's like pre Oprah, right? Yeah. But connected with a dude. Right. Her brand is Weirdly. built around the fact that she can have it all. So she has this Including very handsome husband. husband. And, right. But she's also got this career. So her whole thing is like, I have a personal life and a professional life. Queen Latifah's character is like Perez Hilton, sort of like a like a gossip blog. Like mm-hmm. a go right. fuck yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. That was a deep early 2000s. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Somebody it brought hit, it up like it two weeks ago and I've just been been saying it since. like remember that website i was obsessed with i, I don't remember that oh my god so oh god good. that was like middle like i had to sneak onto the school library computer to see that website <laughs> oh mm. mm. anyway so ryan gets invited to be the like guest of honor at essence fest in new orleans but she and her pussy posse haven't uh really I'm, sorry. Posse. I'm sorry what did i say <laughs> i'm sorry posse. leonardo dicaprio uh oh, oh I- no when I think of Pussy Posse, I don't think of them. I think of that I'm... terrible Facebook group we were all a part of. Oh, years yes. ago, remember? Yeah. Rest in paradise, that fucking this Facebook is... group. <laughs> Jesus Christ. This is for sure not the first time I will accidentally say Pussy Posse, and I am sorry. You're basically Toby so... Maguire. <laughs> oh, no. So the Flossy Posse. They haven't really spoken in a few years, and they kind of like mm, fell out of touch just because their lives all got so busy, as you do as an adult. So Ryan takes this opportunity of being invited to Essence Fest to sort of get all the gals together because uh, she's got like VIP access and they're like, we're going to get together. We're going to have a crazy weekend. We're going to party and it's going to be just like old times. She has Wait. this funny like plot driven vision at the beginning where it was like she's just sitting there and then she's talking to her manager 
or the Kate Walsh Kate character. Walsh. My God, mm. she <laughs> she's one of the secret like best parts of the movie. She, she is great. She I love Kate Walsh in all things. <laughs> but Kate Walsh goes up to Regina and Regina Hall. All of a sudden, just like. I've got to get the flossy pants. Oh, she because she sees two makeup artists who right. are only two women who probably just met on the job today. <laughs> you know, laughing and she's right. like, "I miss laughing with other women." Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty tenuous. I was like, "Oh, is that the inciting incident when she looked to her left?" Kind but, of, yeah. yeah, yeah. But whatever, it got the movie started. Sure. So they all get together. They go to New Orleans. You find that Ryan and Sasha have a little bit of beef. You find that, uh, like, Which doesn't get explained until, like, fucking so deep in this movie. I'm like, why didn't we get a hint of it before? Right. (laughs) Like, why are we finding out almost at the end what happened? You would think that that would be some sort of, like, second act like midpoint Reveal. thing yeah because yeah, i was like i was uh, at first i was like oh it's kind of cool they're not gonna tell us right away but they don't tell you till like an hour and a half in yeah mm-hmm. and then it's just shouted right. <laughs> like, oh. and it's like oh you both suck that's basically what we find out right yeah, yeah. okay right. were you expecting this much interrupting because i'm no, not sure no no no. this is very okay it's part for the course okay this, this is part for the course yeah yeah okay so uh lisa meanwhile she has a couple kids she was married and divorced and she's this like her character sort of built on the fact that she's like a very nurturing motherly person who kind of left her wild party girl days behind yes but i think that they a lot of her character points are built on like she's uptight right she's uptight and there's she's uptight now right but once she gets a dick in her she's gonna loosen right up <laughs> yeah yeah, I thought that that character was interesting to me. We'll get mm-hmm. there. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure, sure. And then Dina, Tiffany Haddish's character, she is still a wild party gal. She had chlamydia at one point. That's her backstory that we learn. In she the wears beginning weird of the movie. fucking wigs throughout the 90s, apparently. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like every time, yeah. just like the worst fucking wig. <laughs> also, I'm like, okay, can we just talk about that that like scene where she has chlamydia? No one was wearing backpacks at that point in the 2000s. We only started True. wearing backpack purses again like last year. Oh. Like I was also. How the fuck old are they? Because in the opening <laughs> montage, they're like dancing like it's fucking 1992. Mm-hmm. Like they're on In Living Color. And I'm like, wait a minute, but they graduated 98? I call bullshit. That's not what was popular in 98. Oh, and I'm just uh. like, what? They weren't in college for fucking seven years. Or what? I'm not doing the math right. I think that's six years. But whatever. Anyways. That's too many years. I, I was well. Uh, Queen Latifah was getting so many degrees. It takes a while. I know this from experience. <laughs> she's four hundred degrees. Yeah, I do have. She's several ni- degrees. She has ninety-eight degrees. I can't forgive you. Oh, I was going to sing an NSYNC yeah. song. That's not um, ninety-eight degrees. Sorry, guys. No, that one is the hardest thing I've ever had to, to do. Is turn around and walk away, pretend that I don't love you. So good. And then the follow up. We were kind of harmonizing. Can we yeah, talk I really about that? that? I'm not good at harmonizing. If Do you want to start a girl beautiful. group? Yes. It's would, all I think. You should call it the Pussy Possum. <laughs> <laughs> and then their follow up single, Una Noche. Love it. <laughs> Just one night. Oh, no, this is, no, no wait, that's a JLo song for sure. No, it's 98 degrees. The time of you. Oh, that's right. Oh, Maybe you know what? Features? JLo has JLo has waiting for tonight. Yes, that oh, one's a great one. I do know that one. You will be here in my arms, waiting for tonight. And then she goes, oh. <laughs> for a couple minutes. She can't 
can sing. That's why. <laughs> Just let me neigh on the track for a minute. <laughs> can I reveal something stupid about myself? Which, yeah. uh, please. Whenever um, you girls were listening to that kind of music, oh I was oh, listening no. to Corn. Oh, I love <gasps> Nine Inch Nails. Oh, I've seen Corn live. Oh, we <laughs> we could talk about. Let me tell you something. I saw Corn on the Freak on the Leash tour oh, back yeah. in the day. Okay, oh, I I got in trouble because remember when Limp Biscuit did that Napster tour and they were like, "We'll give you a free concert." Mm-hmm. Well, my friends all told their mom that they were at my house, and I told my mom I was at my friend's house. Which resulted in my big ass white mom showing up with her Volvo fucking station wagon, embarrassing oh the God. fuck out of my black ass, <laughs> and like grounding me the rest of the summer and sending me to El Paso. So I have a fucking skin in the new metal game, bitch, is what I'm yeah. saying. So high five. Oh my yeah. God. That's an extreme sacrifice. I never did for anything. Corn, I cried when I met Marilyn oh, no, Manson. <laughs> bitch, I will get into it. I almost got a Twiggy tattoo out of fucking. Anyways, we'll this get is, it. That's great. This is, we could have a. We could talk about this. Yeah. Can you tell please. me something embarrassing? I don't think it's embarrassing. I think it's great. Talk, oh. Tell me about your time. I just basically talked over you. Oh no no I no! Was like, I oh, mean, bitch, I'm with you. That I didn't story do needed to be heard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I didn't do nearly anything as hard as like going to a concert and lying to my parents about it. In fact, I didn't go to a concert until I was like I think 20. Wow. Yeah, I, I've lived a very awful sheltered life. My mom and I went to see the Backstreet Boys the night before 9-11. And that was... <laughs> you that guys was caused it. First, it was basically her fault. <laughs> wow. It was brutal. And what a reveal. <laughs> yeah. Well, we didn't know at the time. <laughs> it was literally... My mom at one point, because she's just like a, a doofus, we were talking about... I was like, oh yeah, that concert was so much fun. Because I was like, whatever, 9 or 10. And then she was just like, yeah... It really was a simpler time. I was like, Mom, <laughs> chill the fuck out. It was the night before 9-11, so obviously it was a simpler time. Yeah, I guess you guys could walk to the airport gate together. That's about the only big <laughs> yeah. difference. Oh, well, man. anyway, so back Sorry. to girls' trip. Sorry. Sorry. No, old no, no. women talking this about is... our <laughs> old-ass experiences. Right. <laughs> so the four women are in New Orleans. Right. The first night they go out and they get a little crazy. They're at a party. But early on they learn that Ryan's husband, Stuart, has been having a possible affair with this woman named Simone, who is an Instagram model. And oh, Can we just talk about how every hot woman in black media has this voice? And Simone, when she confronts Queen Latifah, yeah, maybe I'll give you the hot tip on your website. And then she like pivots. I'm like, why do you have to talk like Whoa. that? Like, like since like fucking Harlem Nights, like every like sexy black woman in the thing always has this voice. I'm very upset and I'm imparting real important information, but I can't fucking find the breath to tell you. It's <laughs> <laughs> like half panting. <laughs> my fucking waist clincher is keeping my diaphragm from fully dropping, <laughs> so I don't have the breath to bitch you out. <laughs> Yeah, good point. I ran out of breath saying it <laughs> like that. Like, but it was spot on. That's what she yeah, sounds like. Yeah. She can't fully inhale. <laughs> yeah. We'll get to her character Sorry, too because the way that character is treated is all over the place. Like, oh boy. totally. Like, she does have a great butt, though. That keeps she, getting brought up, and it's true. <laughs> they're never wrong. They're never wrong. <laughs> so, yeah, this character, Simone, is introduced, and there's like a photograph of her kissing Ryan's husband, One Stuart. Of this, another trope of the genre of like every time someone's romantic partner is caught cheating, it's in 
glorious high quality 1080p. I'm like, who took this picture? It's, it's gorgeous. Yeah. <laughs> like, were they posing? Is this like country homes? Like, and it's, it's also like wow. pretty tame too. Like, I mean, yeah. having seen like the real like videos and footage of like people cheating, mm. like it's never that glamorous. Yeah, yeah, it's like pixelated raw dogging. It's yeah. not, like, There's a double chin by. in the background. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. gorgeous cheating photos. In this. Yes. <laughs> Honestly, mm-hmm. great point. Yeah. <laughs> so Sasha, Lisa, and Dina all find out about this, and they're like, hey, Ryan, your husband's kissing another woman. And Ryan's like, actually, I already knew about this. And they're like, no, it happened, like, last night. She's like, oh, crap. So this becomes sort of an ongoing conflict where this woman keeps showing up because she's also there at Essence Fest. <clears throat> and Stuart's all like, no, this is all, like, I'm not going to talk to her anymore. This is over. We're going to work on our marriage. And Ryan believes it. And then it's that storyline kind of comes to he's a head. He's gaslighting where, her so hard. Yeah. Every single time he's on screen, he's like, you need me. You need me. You need me. I'm not going to change but you need me. But she doesn't need him. He needs her. Yeah. <laughs> the twist. <laughs> he is cut out of the Target Walmart-esque deal at yes. the end. What is it? Mary Mart? No Mary is Mart it? for you, Sam. Is that what they- <laughs> I love how they go out of the way to not give too much emphasis on that deal because it's like a plot point. But I feel like also it's like in today's climate, no one's like rooting for the, a, tar- a target deal. <laughs> like, oh, I hope that like this really sinister corporation comes out on top no matter what. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good it's point. very tastefully. Yes. Yeah, that's another component of the story where Ryan and her agent, uh, Liz, Devali, Kate Walsh, because nobody Walsh. cares. Right. Although, it's glaringly Kate help. Walsh. I, totally. But her character's last name is Develli, which I couldn't help but notice. Sounds a little bit like devil, which she is kind of portrayed to be. She's like, oh, Liz the devil? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she spends the whole movie. Very subtle. <laughs> it's like not that far from Cruella DeVille. Like, she's, I mean, oh, she's not yeah. a good character. I mean, she's a good character, but she like, she makes a lot of missteps in the story. Yeah, I'm like, right. fire her. Yeah, <laughs> like, right. And why is she always the fuck around? <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, well, I, I guess she's trying to like garner this deal for Ryan, this huge. And why is it happening during this fucking other job? Like, <laughs> in the middle of Essence, like, like she's we working. Have to. This right. deal has to be yeah. made during Essence Fest. <laughs> right. Also, like, yeah. shout out to Essence Fest for fucking sponsoring this entire movie. This, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, Jesus. And it made me really want to go to Essence Fest, y'all. Never been, would go. It yeah. sounded, yeah. I mean, it was like, uh, what was that movie? <laughs> because the framework of Essence Fest makes total sense for this movie. What was that movie with Vince Vaughn that's on the Google campus? <laughs> and that's the oh, whole interns or something, yeah, the interns. right? Interns or something yeah. where he and Owen Wilson are like, we're, we were get Google. Google and that's the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I saw that. I saw that. Oh no! Oh, I read the script for sorry, that, yes. like an early draft. Wasn't very good. Hot brag. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Hot brag. <laughs> it was in graduate school where I did go to get a master's in screenwriting. <laughs> I hate to bring it up. You sorry. and Sasha, the gossip blogger, <laughs> are both educated, strong, strong. black women. <laughs> <laughs> 
So, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much the story. It's Ryan trying to get this deal and impress this woman, Bethany. Her agent's helping her out. She's there with all of her friends. Uh, Stuart's cheating on her. Everything kind of comes to a head at the end of the movie where there's this big speech where Ryan's like, no, I can't have it all. And I'm making my marriage work and da, da, da. And then she's like, wait a minute. This is not the message I want to send out into the world. Even though this is the message she built her empire on. (laughs) She's like, let me just dismantle that really quick and, and say a different thing which is like you just gotta be true to yourself and and friendship and da 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 and then Bethany is so impressed she's like actually yeah let's still give you that deal and we're gonna cut Stuart out of it and it's just about you being a strong independent woman and then she brings in Sasha and then they're friends again yes (laughs) I just like that Kate Walsh is like Turns out single women are a huge market. It's like, oh, you mean every fucking person watching this fucking movie? Yeah, bitch, we know. And that is Kate Walsh's character's big takeaway from the entire weekend. She's like, oh, it turns out I did not know what my job was. I'm like, how could you? That's your job to know. Yeah. Kate Walsh, come on. Yeah. Well, uh, anyway, so that's the story. Great. I'm glad we got there, but also brought up corn. <laughs> <laughs> we harmonized. No, we did do a full-on singing break. It was beautiful. It was, yeah. I always want to be like movies where they have like dance parties break out or like singing breaking out is like unrealistic of women, but we did that. But we did do it Well, that happens now. in this movie where there's yeah. a, an extended scene where they're they're in a dance-off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is one of my favorite scenes in the movie, where the flossy posse and then Good job. Simone. Thank you. I I, I paused <laughs> and I was like, please don't You're say like, pussy posse, pussy pussy pussy, <laughs> the pussy pussy. <laughs> <laughs> so the flossy posse and then Simone also has a posse. Well, with exactly four women, and then they have a dance-off. Also, right. why is Simone at this club? <laughs> like, what? What? Is she... what are you doing? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> well. I think we've pointed out that maybe the story doesn't make entirely 100% sense and maybe isn't the most tightly written movie. But, I mean, it's it's like a hugely important movie. So we see almost no representation of women of color in movies and certainly not where they are framed as the stars, the main mm-hmm. characters. So that was just really fucking awesome to see. I feel like so many movies make just huge mistakes when representing people of color. It's either that the movie doesn't have any people of color in their entire fucking movie or... Rough night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And hundreds of others. Um, almost almost all, of all of them. Yeah, exactly. Of them. Yep. Uh-huh. If a movie does have a person of color main character, we often don't know anything about their life or their backstory. We talked about this on like the craft episode where yeah. the one woman of color, we only we don't know anything about her family life or her interests or anything like we that. We never go to her house, but we go to everyone else's exactly. house. Yep. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. yeah. So that's a huge thing. And or the person of color character will be some sort of trope or stereotype Mm -hmm. uh, rather than like an actually fleshed out, well-developed character. Yeah. I mean, like uh, my my boyfriend posted because he also had to watch it a bunch of times because we share a bed. And I was like, this is where we're watching it. (laughs) And he posted that he's like, well, I don't think that it passed the Bechtel test because – just to speak to what you were saying, mm-hmm. in response to a very lively comment thread about the subject, mm-hmm. um, somebody brought up what they call the Duvernay test, which is mm-hmm. like bringing up, you know, do the people of color have names? Are they being comforting or supporting 
of like the white characters like are they magical or not and i'm like well i mean people of color are magical but like you know what i mean but the, this movie like you know 100% passes that other one too you know yes. what i mean uh-huh. just for those reasons yeah 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 which is remarkable because we should bring so the few test more yeah 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 yeah, yeah definitely yeah i could definitely see a movie not passing the bechdel test but definitely passing the duvernay test especially if it's a movie about black men that mm-hmm. is a thing mm-hmm. that I could right. 100% see happening. Mm-hmm. Shout out to black men. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> black men, you're doing great. <laughs> yeah, it's like such a remarkable thing to see. Because so few mainstream movies feature even one developed person of color character, mm-hmm. let alone several like this movie does. And like in the first few minutes of the movie, we, we get a clear sense of each of the four main characters. It's four black women over the age of 40. Again, representation that we rarely see on screen. And you either like find out what they do for a living or some other distinguishable trait about their character. I think you find out what all of them do, except for Tiffany Haddish. She don't really, she just works in an office, yeah. some kind of bank and then or gets something. Fired. Yeah. Um, but. It seems like that. It seems like that scene, because that scene was super fun. And then you get the feeling that that had happened like 45. That happens like every other day. Often. Yeah. yeah. She's like, actually, I do still have this job. And they're like, um, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, We're not going to fight you. This is great. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, like the top five minutes of this movie is like giving all of our main characters. Like, Even Jada. She's some kind of doctor or medical professional. She's, I think she's a nurse. Yeah. She was wearing yeah. scrubs. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I saw her and I thought doctor, especially with that house. But mm-hmm. who knows? Right. Yeah. That was another unclear thing because they, they, they do say she's a nurse a couple different times. But then we find out again, like in that conversation very late in the movie, that she lives with her mom. Where at the beginning, I thought that she... Like mom was visiting. Her mom was over. Yeah. yeah to like so, take care of her kids. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I, I mean, who knows? There There's some stuff that I'm like, what? Is, what? I don't, I totally missed that she was a nurse. <laughs> they they, they do that. mention it at least wow. once or twice. Well, because, because... Good job. This movie. <laughs> Because uh, Regina Hall's character, I, I'm pretty sure there's like one, at least one moment. It's usually directed at Queen Latifah, but she's like, she can be very condescending to her friends and is condescending to each of them as it pertains to like something about their life, at least one, like where, mm-hmm. I mean, with Queen Latifah, it's pretty constant of like, well, you run a gossip blog, even when Queen Latifah's like, yeah, and this is why you should listen to me because I run a gossip blog and I know what they're going to do to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she also like sort of makes fun of Tiffany Haddish's character for being like loose and like too crazy for right. her age. And then I it, it, like does come down on Jada Pinkett's character for either being like too uptight or at one point she's like, you're a nurse. I'm like, yeah, that's great. What are you yeah. talking about? It's really good. It's really yeah. good. It's weird. Huh. Yeah. I yeah. don't know. So, like, I would classify this sort of as, like, a girl group movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, we've done a, a few others of those on the podcast already. Mean Girls, Heathers, mm. the Ghostbusters reboot, Clueless. Clueless. Loved that episode. Mm. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Spice World. The Craft. The Craft. A League of Their Own, I would even count, Oh, we've maybe. done a lot of them. Yeah, we've done yeah. a lot, but yeah. there's a ton of others that we haven't done. Uh, Bridesmaids, Pitch Perfect, Now and Then, Grease, Whip It, Bring It On, Charlie's Angels, Crossroads, Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. That's a good one. Josie Josie and the Pussycats, Little Women, Steel Magnolias, 9 to 5, First Wives, Spring Breakers, uh, Jawbreaker, Rough Night. There's a ton of these. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Almost all of the ones I just named have either no people of color or one maybe yeah in their like main ensemble cast um of the ones that i could find that were like super mainstream that featured a predominantly women of color cast were dream girls 
mm-hmm. Waiting to Exhale, and a movie called Set It Off, which I wasn't. Oh, you don't know about Set I It Off? No, it wasn't. Yeah. Bitch, you gotta yeah. know the fuck. Get another, get another black woman on here and talk about Set It Off. It is an important movie to black people. Yeah. It's cool. an amazing cool. movie. And Jada Pinkett Smith and Queen Latifah are both in it. Oh, hell yeah. And they make oh a lot God. of references in Girls Trip to, to that movie? Set It Off. Yeah. Oh, no way. There's like a couple of like little references. Nice. Usually in that fight scene with the wigs and the. Oh, that, cool. So. Oh, Shit. this movie looks amazing. Oh, it's great. It's about a bunch of women robbing a bank, and Queen yeah. Latifah plays a lesbian in it and is like full on out, which is like awesome. Mm-hmm. And it's shit. tight as fuck. Nice. Yeah. I'll oh, watch it right so away. Wait, yeah. I'm so excited to watch this movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, usually, um, if I, this is a, this is why it's important that like, black artists also write, I think, mm-hmm. um, because the reason that those movies that you all, you listed got made is because of black writers. And mm-hmm. we already know the statistics that came out last year, which literally broke my heart and made me cry about like just the lack of black writers in writers' rooms. TBS, I think, mm-hmm. had zero black writers on Ugh. any of their writing staff, <laughs> um, which ugh, punched me in the fucking puss. I mean, my God. <laughs> in <laughs> your pussy kidding. posse? Yeah, my pussy posse. <laughs> my pussy posse pocket. Um, and, you know, this movie is actually one of the first movies in history to be directed by black people, written by black people, mm-hmm. and ha- starring black people to surpass, I guess, $100 million. I read that yeah. on IMDb. So it's like really an important movie. Mm-hmm. Totally. And why all black artists need to write. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I was reading this Hollywood Reporter article entitled, Girls Trip Box Office Breaks R-Rated Comedy Curse proves power of diversity just a quick thing at the top it says for decades hollywood studios have operated on the premise that a film featuring a black cast wouldn't necessarily reach and play to a wider audience but moviegoers are taking matters into their own hands challenging that assumption and proving hollywood wrong the latest example came over the weekend as universal's critical darling girls trip opened to a rousing 30.4 million dollars the best That's start almost double an- their budget by the yeah, way yeah yeah yeah, yeah. The best start for an R-rated comedy in two years and the best showing for any live action comedy so far this year because the movie, it had a budget of $19 million and then it grossed domestically over $115 million. <sighs> Makes my That's eyes amazing. misty. Yeah. That's amazing. Uh-huh. So good. You know, I mean, they're not wrong in thinking that a lot of black ensemble movies don't do well. And it's also because I think there's a quality issue in a lot of black entertainment. Mm. You know, there's movies like Almost Christmas and all these other kind of like we don't get a lot of like really well written black entertainment, I think. Um, and I think that this movie kind of teeters on the brink of not being particularly yeah. good in terms of like the story. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, so it does happen. I mean, Tyler Perry comes out with movies and there's I was a just ton of movies like... in that vein. <laughs> they don't do well because right. they're not good. And the reason this movie was so fucking good is Tiffany Haddish. You know, it, like oh, if yes. she wasn't in the movie, it would not have done well. No, and, and she and made that movie. I, I mean, even like looking at like if you look at that character on paper, that's a hard character to like pull off mm-hmm. and pull off with like it. Yeah, yeah. She's, no, she kills it. That fucking, she's so funny. She also improved a lot of her lines and wrote a lot of her lines. <gasps> oh, hell yeah, like herself. So like that stuff is. I mean, her stand up is incredibly funny. Like yeah. it's no surprise. I wrote down some of my favorite jokes from the movie, and they were all by her. Yeah, she uh, has all the laugh lines in that whole yeah. movie. Yeah, yeah. She I'm not wouldn't saying. be funny without her. 
She calls Stuart a milk dud head. Yeah, it's great because everyone's thinking it. You look at him and you're like, he looks like a whopper. He looks like a milk dud. And then she she says, you look like an ugly, dirty Mr. Clean. Yeah. (laughs) And then the scene where she's demonstrating grapefruiting. And then at the end of it says, you never want to do this with a pineapple. I almost died. Yeah. Funny. Oh, and that scene I like when she like is doing it and then she's like, oh, she does like a little Cosby thing and then she like licks the balls. Like amazing. That physicality. She like pretends so good. to choke. She's like, you gotta pretend to choke. You know, you don't wanna you wanna make, make a man think like a man. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. My favorite, my favorite Tiffany hat. I mean, it's like it's also good, but there the at the end of that weird late in the movie exposition scene where she like keeps leaving and then has like one more <laughs> thing to say and kept, keeps turning around and it's just like this long shot of her like trying to leave the scene oh, five different yeah. times. It's <laughs> She's so like, take, funny. Take, and your, take your debit license. card because I don't <laughs> right. want you. <laughs> right. No credit. Your low limit having ass. Yeah. Basically, she's like, she just stole everything from Ryan and she's like, <laughs> fine, I'll return it. Including her ID. Like, what the fuck was she planning to do? She, like, returns everything one thing at a time. Yeah. And then, then, like, stumble. Oh, it's so good. Oh, the the scene where she buys the bottle of absinthe. And then she keeps being like, (laughs) he's like, this will last you five years. She's like, five months, God. And he's like, no, you're not hearing me. She's like, five days, great. And then she leaves by saying, like, this is about to be used very irresponsibly. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So good. Yeah, she she for sure made this movie. Uh, She her performance is so funny like some of the humor in the movie wasn't for me like I don't like gross out humor so like the scene where they're all like peeing on the zip line all over everybody I was like first of all who pees via a fire hose spraying out of their <laughs> crotch? Like, what? Wild. That's not how pee that works. That was wild. <laughs> I like that uh, Jada Pinka did it and then Tiffany Haddish did it. I, I think I missed that the first go around. Yeah. You know what I mean, she, like, Jada Pinka did it on accident and, and Tiffany did it on a fucking purpose. purpose. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, there's like a lot of, that's what, like, part of what is interesting about this movie to me is it is such a, setup we've seen before but mm-hmm. never with an all women of color cast mm-hmm. so there yeah. are like tropes of the genre that you see of like I love the grapefruiting scene but it, the, there's something like that in every like version of this setup of like mm-hmm. a gross out sex scene a gross out the, the, a body function scene that's gross farting shitting mm-hmm. peeing the Melissa McCarthy shitting in the sink thing and bridesmaids right. yeah. the first thing I thought of and then the whole absinthe sequence is like a trip was very hangovery yeah. to me. Like yeah. there are definitely like tropes of this setup, but that's like I don't know. It's like oh well, that's what we signed up for, right? Yeah, yeah. And I mean, it's just nice to see a different version of that, like different representation, because yeah. usually we see it by fratty white dudes in a movie. Mm-hmm. Or like hot white ladies, and it's like, right. So uh, it's just, I mean, it's cool to see black women do it for once. Yeah, um, it's also through our lens. So all the jokes and the humor, it's just like, a, it's just, it was gorgeous for that. Mm-hmm. But all, one of the things I'm like most, I almost didn't think this movie passed the Bechdel test because of the amount of focus on men in this mm-hmm. movie. We almost lose character development and and finding out more about their friendship because of. All of the shit about dudes. Yes. Right. All of the stuff about men. There's my, so much. It's so male focused. My fear that like one thing I was afraid of happening in the whole movie because we 
are forced to wait so long to find out what happened between Regina Hall and oh, Regina it was over a man. I was so worried that it was going to be some sort of falling out over uh-huh. a guy. And it sort of, it had a, to do with Stuart, the reason mm-hmm. that, so the, the reveal is that Regina and Queen Latifah had started a publication together, but then Regina pulled out rather abruptly when it seemed like she could do better with Stuart. Mm-hmm. So it did, it was sort of around a man. I was afraid it was going to just be like, oh, we got in a fight about a guy and then we can't Mm. be friends because that happens all the fucking time. For sure. Also, like, why didn't Queen Latifah just play a lesbian in this? I was wondering that as well. Because she doesn't have... Except for that time when she makes out with that lamp, lamp. she doesn't, which is amazing. <laughs> was, what a great physical. Also, bit. the best sex scene in the movie um, was Queen Latifah hunching on a lamp, on lamp. Um, with her hair swinging. Um, mm-hmm. Like, she, you know, she never has any romantic scenes, so it was interesting. Yes. Yeah, yeah, there's not there's not really any queer representation in this movie that I. I in mean, fact, they they make some remarks that are kind of vaguely homophobic even a couple times yeah. in the movie where they'd be talking to a man and they'd be like oh do you have a wife no do you have a husband like yeah kind of like condescending and just like not very like what if he was gay and yeah what's wrong with that and they just yeah it would have been nice to see some queer representation if queen latifah could just fucking come out already you know what Is i mean she not officially? no she's not officially out but like there's all the paparazzi pictures you know or her and her girlfriend ebony that's her name oh. <laughs> I thought the same thing about, um, I didn't articulate this on the episode, but we recently did an episode about the Ghostbusters reboot. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, Kate McKinnon, lesbian actor, mm-hmm. could have made her and character also lesbian. Out. Yes. Yeah. And that would have given people the opportunity. I mean, it, her being a lesbian might not have served the story at all, but like it, it would just would have, have been... Hindered the story. Right. Yeah. And, and it would have given like young people an opportunity to see lesbian representation on screen. Mm-hmm. So I was like, that yeah. would have been cool. But, but uh, I also kind of wanted to compare this movie to that Ghostbusters reboot because we talked about on that episode that the characters in that movie and Ghostbusters aren't very well fleshed out. They don't really have distinct personalities save for Kate McKinnon's character being, you know, Mm -hmm. a little kooky Mm -hmm. and maybe socially awkward. I think that that is just like Paul Feig does not know how to reel it in. Right. (laughs) And is like, improvise. I don't know. Make it up. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Figure it out. And so then like, I don't know. Yeah. But but conversely, uh, Girls Trip, I think its characters are much more fleshed out. So Mm -hmm. for sure. Yeah. I think it, it was probably to do with, like, the women's improv, though. I don't know how much of it was mm-hmm. actually written in. Right. Because <laughs> t- Tiffany Haddish's character, there's no way that they wrote that like that. You know what I mean? Right. She for sure, like, built sure. all of that stuff. Yeah. There is some... I wanted to talk a little bit about Lisa. So that's yeah. Jada Pinkett's character. Mm-hmm. Because there were a few moments that kind of, like, I don't know, like, my antenna went up a few different times because she is framed from the get-go as she's divorced, she's hyper-protected, of her children kind of like a type a uptight character and her friends give her some shit for that fine we've seen a character like this a million times Mm -hmm. but there's like a few moments like back to back where they go to this hotel 
And there's that guy who shows up. Oh my God. Thinks that they're like, is trying to pay $3 for a blowjob. Yeah. Oh, oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. That's a very weird moment in this movie where I don't know. I mean, I'm interested in what you, what you guys think about it because he shows up. He is like, there's usually a woman who gives me a $3 blowjob <laughs> right. here. Rochelle. And, <laughs> Rochelle. And they're like, oh, no, get out. And uh, then he spits on Regina Hall leaves and then flashes them and they all freak out Mm -hmm. but kind of in like a well this is so weird and kind of funny kind of way Mm -hmm. and then lisa as a button i'm like is anyone gonna say anything like what what how is the movie viewing this scene you know and at the very end lisa's like i don't think that was funny at all and that's just and that's the end of the scene i was like i i don't know how did you guys I, i was I thought that was the funniest part of the scene was her button. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, well, at least someone said something. Also, I liked seeing Dick in the movie. I read that down. Like, I was like, hey, tight, great. see the dick. We've seen 80 billion boobs in movies. And some bushes, too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We hardly ever see dicks. So even when it's a gross dick like that dude's was. And he was doing okay. I mean, for his (laughs) age, you know, he wasn't. uh, That's all right. I I just was like, don't... uh, don't spit on Regina Hall. <laughs> oh, I told, I missed that, I think. He spits on her face. Oh. Yeah, that doesn't get addressed. We cut to the next scene, and they're going out, and everyone's teasing Lisa for her outfit, which is ridiculous. That's also kind of a running gag in the movie, where yeah. they're all yeah. making fun of what she's wearing. That was a great uh, Tiffany Haddish line, too, where she's like, you look like someone's Puerto Rican grandma. Oh, no, that was Queen Latifah. <laughs> oh, was it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Tiffany Haddish was like, uh, and don't take so long back there making tamales or whatever. Oh. That was, yeah. <laughs> But then that one, too, they, there's like a little moment where they're basically like, and go shave your huge bush. Your whole, Mom. your hairy, yeah. like, hairy piss. Right, I'm like, leave Jada's bush alone. <laughs> Let her have her bush. <laughs> she should change, but she doesn't have to shave her bush. But she should change. That dress was amazing, too. Can we talk <laughs> about was, it? I was yes. like, I want that dress. There's a lot of really good looks and really weird looks okay, in this movie. Can we, I have never in my fucking life seen Queen Latifah dressed so fucking horrendously ever who fucking dress I'm gonna I am so I tweeted about it at the time and I tweeted about it this weekend when I rewatched why why would she dress up poorly like just because she's a size 14 Mm. (laughs) doesn't mean that she needs to wear like just every ugly ill-fitting thing they could find I was like could she not get a fucking toward sponsorship fashion nova (laughs) curve couldn't step in and give the bitch something that like showed off her waist I mean and it's weird because they (sighs) she even (laughs) says in the hotel room like oh I have to look really good because I'm sponsored or like whatever like she says that I mean she's covering the lie having her having to return her clothes but I'm like how do you how do you live in that apartment and drive the car that was repossessed and not have also Mm -hmm. spent some of that money like looking really good she's dressed like a rockabilly duvet at one point (laughs) I mean another time it's like she has a fucking target prom dress that's also a jumper romper thing a lot of jumper romper things for her I just I was so disappointed in that I'm just sick of like as as a big bitch, I'm sick of big bitches looking ugly on screen. Okay, mm-hmm. like throw everyone else can have a cute look except for Queen Latifah. Yeah, the only good one she had is at the end in the second line. I liked that dress. That but, was a nice mm-hmm. one. Yeah. Anyways, sorry. No, yeah. <laughs> valid points. There's a and there's like and there was no lot like lack of there was a lot of outfit changes in this movie. It's not like <gasps> there was one. Yeah, yeah, there were yeah. tons of outfits. So good. Yeah, yeah. I Lots liked everyone else's costumes. <laughs> 
Tiffany Haddish, I don't think, had a bad outfit. I want that dress she, she was wearing so when great. she's um, on the airplane yes. singing "I'm Every Woman." I was like, "Oh, oh yeah, do I find this dress? I need it." Oh, that was an, that was another genre trope that it was yeah. like, "Oh, drunk on an airplane." Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 That for too. sure. Yeah. Can we talk about Kate Walsh's character? Yes, oh, let's talk about because Kate Walsh. so you first meet her and she's like sexually harassing Stuart number one. Yeah, uh, in a very weird. uncomfortable way. I mean, white women and their treatment of white. Here's a here's a thing. This is a general statement. And before any of your white lady listeners try to get at me in my mentions, <laughs> my mom is white, my dad is black. Mm-hmm. So I'm talking shit about us girlfriends. Um, <laughs> listen, white women are the first people to jump up and shout about sexual harassment. But yet, let's even look at like stand-ups. Like white women who are stand-ups are very much like against sexual harassment and all of this stuff. And that's great. I'm with you, sister. But then you can't have jokes in your act about how big black men's dicks are. You can't mm. then turn around and completely objectify black men as these pieces of meat. Mm-hmm. So that scene for me, I was like, that's realistic. <laughs> I've like seen like white women treat like touching them inappropriately in public, Mm -hmm. just basically taking them and making them just their junk, you know? Yeah. It happens all the time with white women. So for me, I was like, oh, that's a real thing. And also, even though, like, as an audience member, you want Regina to, like, fight and be like, don't don't let her touch her. But in real life, you wouldn't. You wouldn't be able to say anything. This woman's your agent. She's, like, helping you get work and stuff like that. I wanted your take on it, certainly, um, but I I thought it was probably a comment on that very thing where white women, society in general, but, you know, especially, again, fucking shitty white people, sexualizing. 53% of y'all suck. I'm just saying, like, (laughs) every election you show up and you vote the wrong fucking way. Talk to your aunties Mm -hmm. and your omas wherever the fuck you were from. Please, ladies. Yeah. (laughs) Have them tough conversations you're supposed to be having. Talking, oh God. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, what was your. Sorry, I I figured it was probably. (laughs) No, no, this is good. I thought her like inappropriately touching Stuart was probably a comment on like the over sexualization of black men Mm -hmm. in culture, society, life, media. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then that conversation, I mean, and then doesn't that the other I think that this is like the longest we see them on screen together. Uh, There's that conversation between Kate Walsh and Regina Hall that comes right afterwards Mm -hmm. where Kate Walsh is like not picking up on like she bye girl yeah right yeah yeah gonna get turned yeah yeah (laughs) turned yeah Yeah, she's using a lot of like she's for sure like culturally appropriating a lot of language and regina jamie you mentioned this like handles this very well and that she's like it's crazy how well she's like it's like it i i watched that scene two or three times because it's like I don't, I mean, I'm, I'm interested in what we all think about, but it's like, it's, I was like, whoa, you know, so perfectly stated and also is so not on her to have to say at the same time. It was just, yeah. I appreciate too that like at the end of Regina's speech there, um, even Kate Walsh, I'm not going to try to learn her character's name. Um, <laughs> she says, I'm not even offended. Thank you. That was really touching and I get it. And then yeah. turns around and, you know, obviously doesn't get it. But like, like, I think that it was so it's what, you know, a lot of us think and feel, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like Kate Walsh's character was like the queen of like microaggressions almost in this movie because mm-hmm. she's like just borrowing a lot of language. And Regina's response is you can't keep saying these things like you can't keep talking like this. You're going to Essence Fest. There's going to be half a million people celebrating black womanhood. You are a guest. Act appropriately. Mm-hmm. Right. And then Kate Walsh, her character, she ignores her and basically just keeps doing it. 
And then every time after that, they're just kind of like, well, shrug, like we tried and I guess she's just going to keep being an awful white woman. But yeah, I just, I thought that was like a really awesome scene to see play out in the movie where she's actually confronting Kate Walsh's character about it. Mm -hmm. Although I will say it does come up later and it actually kind of works, I guess, to a benefit during the cooking demonstration when she's like, you know, it's a colloquialism. Like, you know, put oh, your yeah. foot in it, slap your mama. So like that, I think it comes back a little bit. But yeah, it was it was a really impactful scene, mm-hmm. I thought. Yeah, yeah that was. An- <sighs> I just wish that black men were treated better sometimes by mm-hmm. white women. Mm. Yeah. there and, and the fact that like Regina's character leads with, she's like, and I'm saying this out of love and like mm-hmm. has to do all these like qualifying her own accurate statement before she says it. That was a really, 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 really good scene. Yeah. Well, can we talk about Kate Walsh drinking a candle? Um, there you <laughs> yeah. Yes. Let's. Um, I was talking to Danielle Perez, who you've had on the podcast. Certainly. Um, the pod. Pocus, pocus up. Yeah. She's one of my dearest, oldest friends. Old, emphasis on the oldest. Um, <laughs> oh, okay. She's like two, she's like two decades older than me. Um, <laughs> no. You're 12 years old. <laughs> I'm not even supposed to be here. How did I drive here? <laughs> um, no, but um, like that is one of the like most memorable images for me from that movie is like Kate Walsh drinking that fucking candle. I My had God. to go back and check. I'm like, wait, that that did happen. That did happen. <laughs> yeah. Because she's got like the wax then like melted on her <laughs> yeah. lips for a while. <laughs> <laughs> she tries to pay for their drinks with her fucking shoe. <laughs> I think she could do that. <laughs> and then the button on that scene is um, Queen Latifah's like, here, my date will settle this bill. And it, she's talking about the lamp because she was tripping and making out with the lamp. Yeah. And then Kate Walsh, who's also tripping, stands up and she's like, welcome. <laughs> yeah, nice to meet you. <laughs> to the lamp. It's great comedy. Kate Walsh, is, her character is like too much in every conceivable, like, yeah, it, the queen of microaggressions. And I think just like, oh, yeah, this is something I've seen and possibly even been guilty of myself in the past. If Because, you know, white ladies have to be fucking accountable is mm-hmm. like of overcompensating. Mm-hmm. Um, like her character is constantly overcompensating. She genuinely doesn't get it, but also seems to want to be accepted. But she doesn't she's not putting in the work and she's not actually listening and so right. yeah. she just ends up like in every scene she's overcompensating and in some ways it's like uncomfortable and then in other ways she's drinking a candle <laughs> right yeah and also like the whole time making money off of black people right black right. culture which is also i think a comment on the entertainment industry mm. in general like you like to make money off of us but yet you don't know us right you know yeah i think she's doing it as a, maybe a way to say like yeah i can relate to you or like see i'm relatable but like not putting in any effort to listen and have a discussion and Mm -hmm. things like that. Yeah. Which is timely as fuck. Mm -hmm. Because we all have to have these conversations. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Can we talk about uh, Simone? We haven't talked about Simone. Yes. Simone. 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 So Simone is the Instagram model who Stuart is having an affair with Mm -hmm. that Ryan sort of knows about, but she doesn't necessarily know all the details then in the movie later on, Simone reveals that she is pregnant with Stuart's baby. Wow. That scene to me when Simone, because she's around and it's like, you know, there's like the cooking demonstration where it turns into this big physical comedy scene, whatever. Mm-hmm. But that scene with 
Queen Latifah. That was so bizarro to me the way it played out because it, f- the first half of that scene, I was like, oh, we are getting to know this character a little bit, and it was before she was kind of this like two dimensional like she's just the person that Regina husband is cheating with. Mm-hmm. But then she comes in and she like she she has a few good lines in there of like. I didn't make this baby by myself, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, like basically asking that Stuart be accountable to her and not just totally fucking blow her off because he, you know, was an active part of that relationship. And for that part, I was like, oh, this is cool. I feel like we don't usually get to see the other woman character treated like this. Mm -hmm. But then she's like, by the way, I'm blackmailing you. Goodbye. And then Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, man, it kind of. For me, it like sold out the little bit of characterization she was given because then she just became the villain again. Like she was a person for two seconds, yeah, and then she was the villain again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then they said she looked like a dog. <laughs> oh right, <laughs> <laughs> although that was a really funny bit. <laughs> the the whole Tiffany had a oh uh, like making dog a baby. baby uh, <laughs> yes. Oh, that was great. That yeah. was a great bit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That it that did. I feel like she was kind of cheated out of more of an opportunity to be more like well-rounded character because then she yeah i mean sure you like movies have to have villains like not everyone's going to be nice but well this kind of movie doesn't really have to have i don't know i i I felt like i'm talking through this in real time but i i feel like how different would the movie be if that scene doesn't end with her saying by the way i'm blackmailing you goodbye because i feel like the the conversation between regina hall and stewart would still have happened anyways like i I just i don't know why she had to be a villain putting a Queen Latifah's character, I think, giving her some skin in the game, giving her stakes in it. That's why she did it. That makes sense. Right. Because then whenever that photo is leaked, Regina thinks Queen Latifah's character did it. Which is a weird jump also. I'm like, I I never for one minute believed that Queen Latifah was doing that. Because even it's set up that she's like losing her house and like her Mm -hmm. car's getting repossessed and all this stuff. And she's like in a financial crisis. But her character is established and developed in such a way that she would never sell out her friend, yeah. basically. So, right. Mm-hmm. right. Well, that's that brings me to the point of a lot of the conflict in this movie derives from relationships between these women. So mm-hmm. it's either like within the group there's tension or outside of the group there's tension usually with Simone. And some of the conflict does derive from Stuart and him being a piece of shit and cheating on Ryan and stuff like that. But, um, and glorious high definition every single time. <laughs> Still not over those fucking pictures. <laughs> They're beautiful. <laughs> but the fact remains that a lot of the conflict in the movie derives from complications between female characters, which, I mean, I don't know what, if any, statement is being made there, but society perpetuates this idea that women are catty and there's all this drama between women and women can't get along and stuff like that. And movies that promote this i'm always like well like yeah i don't know i don't know how yeah, i feel about but it then, i don't know i mean is there a version of because there are so many versions of this setup mm-hmm. is there a version of this setup where there are main cast members so that we've got to put them in conflict right. with each other or mm-hmm. nothing mm-hmm. happens i don't know I yeah mean, I no don't, yeah i don't know but maybe maybe that's not true i'm trying to think of like a counterpoint to that but there, I mean, there is a there is a lot of the conflict in this movie comes from Regina Hall's marriage and how her friends perceive it. Right, mm-hmm. that's true. So that's where a lot of it comes from. Yeah. Plus, I mean, if you see a male counterpart version of this movie where you see something like old school or The Hangover kind of thing, mm-hmm. where it's there's also conflict among the male characters. So it's not necessarily a gender specific thing. It's right. just sort of like 
how these movies are structured and where conflict is derived because it often is just like interpersonal relationships between the characters. Yeah, the gang so. the gang has to break up so they can get back together right. at the end yeah. and ride victoriously. Cheetah girls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's do Cheetah Girls. Oh, <laughs> I've seen sure. Cheetah Girls in a long time. I don't, I don't think, think I, I ever have. Yeah. Oh, man. Anyways. Does anyone have any other thoughts about the movie? Yeah, I, I would say that, you know, the Bechdel test is, it's a, it's really good, and I'm glad we have it because it helps frame a lot of stuff. I think that this movie, it technically passes it, but I, I was mentioning this earlier. I just, it's so about the men, like, there's this other, like, weird subplot about, like, yeah, let's yeah, talk yeah. about the end of the movie, like, the last scene where, like, Ryan's had her speech, and all the they know mm-hmm. that she's going to get this deal, and they have a night out, they go see a concert, there's this monologue that Ryan has where she's talking about, at the end of the day, all you have is your friends. And then the image on the screen is her hugged up with this dude who the whole <laughs> yeah. time is like basically like her knight in shining armor like shows up. Like nobody has Uber in this world apparently. Right. They can't just like call a ride. Oh, this is the Julian guy? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, is yeah. that what it is? He, I kept calling I'm like, the guy. He puts <laughs> them in a better hotel. He comes yeah. and picks them up after their thing with the cops. Yeah. Just all of this kind of crazy stuff. And it's it, it's just like, I don't, I don't know if I needed any of that. I don't think he needed to be there. <laughs> yeah, I, it didn't make sense to me. It mm-hmm. also sort of actively goes against what it seemed like our takeaway was supposed to be. Was like, and and if we're talking about like the dynamic between, because we haven't really talked about the dynamic between Regina Hall and Stuart, because it's, I mean, I think that there's a lot to unpack there. Yeah, but I feel like some of it was there was a lot of energy being put to make fun of the other woman. Although there's also a lot of energy put to calling Stuart a milk dud and a lot mm-hmm. of really, really creative insults. Yeah. Uh, like every scene we see Regina and Stuart in, I mean, he's gaslighting her to some degree and basically mm-hmm. saying like, well, if I'm not in your life, your career is going to fall apart. And we know the whole movie that, you know, she's going to figure out this isn't true. But mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. It's like there's there's energy put into like why there didn't need to be another male character. Yeah, that that was a romantic interest, and none of the other three characters really got a romantic interest. We didn't even talk about Jada's little chocolate piece. Oh, 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 yeah, that's where it technically ends is them looking at the thing. When this guy first comes on screen, I was in Glendale when I saw the movie. I want you to know that, like, every single woman and gay dude in that audience was like, yeah. <laughs> this, like, there was such a, like, a loud physical, like, vibration that went through the room when he was, like, smizing up at her. And it's like, mm. oh, gorgeous I mean, face. He's unreal. Oh, yeah. And then God. you see him pretty much naked except for, like, grapefruits on his dick later yeah, on. Right. Which was amazing. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, she that was a kind of a cool one, I guess. I liked that just because we got to see him. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, he was great. Yeah. So with that kind of subplot with Jada Pinkett Smith's character mm-hmm. and this guy who's like 21, she's like yeah. oh, like twice his yeah. age or something like that, yeah. which good on her. So with Jada's character, her whole thing is that she's painted as this like uptight mom who's just like focused on her kids and she hasn't had yeah. sex in a couple of years. And everyone's mm-hmm. like, you got to even her mom like is like, you need to go like dust Get out laid. the cobwebs yeah. and like, yeah. I don't love that. Right, because it's basically saying, especially when it's like a hetero thing, it's like only a man can cure you of this. Right, well, they said like at one point, like, you know, penetration is medicinal. I was like, yeah, ooh. 
that's oh. a little heteronormative. Yeah. And she and she also is saying like in the drunk plane scene, she's she's kind of saying like I masturbate all the time. Yeah, mm-hmm. she's like I've got a shower like, head shower and it's been head. very good to me. I was she like, reads well, a lot then. of erotica. Right? Oh yeah, mm-hmm. very like intense erotica or whatever. Yeah. I was like, oh, I mean, she might be fine. I don't know. Mm. Yeah, I yeah. Don't know. I did that that whole like uptight lady character that we see all the time, and then the message is like she just needs a good dicking and she'll be <laughs> cured. Yeah. It's also, like, like oh. I don't think there was such a big difference for me in terms of her portrayal of the characters change. Uh, I thought that her performance was a little bit flat when it came to this because I think that you can take that character and be so uptight and then really go loosey goosey with it. And right. I don't know if she did that. I don't know if she fully completed the arc for me mm-hmm. as yeah. an actor. But yeah. It's weird. I mean, yeah. And I think that it's, that's what's that fucking. There's a movie with Sandra Bullock where she has just terrible bangs, and that is a lot of them. But <laughs> everything she's ever but done. There's <laughs> two weeks' notice. That's, oh, that's the uh. bad one. Where basically it's like uh, Sandra Bullock is mean but good at her job, and then Hugh Grant fucks her, and her that's life like, is changed. That's every it's, movie in the 90s. Just so we I it's, mean, Hugh Grant must have just the magicalist dick. I mean, uh, him and Colin Firth just must be ejaculating (laughs) straight up miracles. May I I just say, may I just say that Hugh Grant in Paddington Two deserves an Oscar. Really, he did such a good job. And the movie is. I love Paddington. I love Paddington Two. They are terrific movies that Mm. treat its female characters pretty well. I would say I think they would make for interesting episodes. Just putting it out there. Mm-hmm. I got your and text. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. A message received. <laughs> but verbal but confirmation also important. Hugh Grant does a really bang up job in Paddington too. There is Hugh Grant. Is that is he like a, a guy or is he Paddington? No, he's, he's a guy. guy. He's in oh, the he's, movie he's as himself. The, he's the, not he's as like, himself, but kind like, of as himself. He's like, you know, well, yeah, he's always playing himself. Yeah, he's never playing somebody. But he's also playing yeah. like a washed up actor who hasn't worked in a while. <laughs> oh, is that what he's doing? Yeah, really? and that's his character in the yeah, movie. Yeah, he's playing himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's all good. Um, can I just really quick, I just want to bring up one. Can I just say shout out to Mace? Uh, he made a cameo uh, during the movie, as did P. Diddy. Oh, my God. And can we talk about like how proud I am that he got his SAG health care this year? You know what I mean? I was like, good for you, Mace. Good there for was, you. There were good and uh, there wasn't one cameo in this movie that bugged me. And also it, it was the perfect set. Like my thing with cameos is if it's not like set up just so, it bugs me. Like the fuck we we did a, the Ghostbusters the new one and there's an Ozzy Osbourne <sighs> cameo in that movie that makes mm. no fucking sense. I don't even remember it. But we're at Essence Festival in this and so every cameo is like well contextualized and really welcome and excited. I yeah, El- Albania. How do you say Albania Lanzana? <laughs> but she was great she when she confronts Queen Latifah. I do think she was going to hurt her. Mm, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. I my think mind. they cut right in time. Yeah. 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 Hey, yeah, let's talk about whether or not the movie passes the Bechdel Sorry, test. I've been like yeah. talking about it since I got on no, the no, podcast. No, 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 I just no, no, came no. out swinging with it. So, what a bitch. The whole point of the podcast <laughs> is to talk to you about it. <laughs> We're actually, we're trying to take it a little bit, like, we use the Bechtel test as, like, literally step one. We don't, Mm -hmm. yeah. So, we can talk about everything all the time. For our version of the Bechtel test, the bar is very low. Extremely. Two women talking about not a man for literally two lines of dialogue. This movie passes pretty handily. Yes. Mm -hmm. Right. 
if we if we were doing it like the entire scene between two women has to pass, right. this movie might not or not do it as well. But with our version, it's just and a two line exchange. Mm-hmm. So in and that we're case, in talks for taking another look at the way we look at the test too, because it's there are some movies that pass the Bechdel test that are so horrible to women, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. and there just happens to be a scene with a waitress with a name at one point. Right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so. But yes, the female characters who outnumber the male characters, yeah, may yeah. I say, yeah. there's scenes where Ryan is talking to her agent Liz about deals or the flossy posse or about Regina Hall's titties at one point. Mm-hmm. So that's, oh, yeah. I guess, passes the test. Lisa talks to her mom about taking care of the kids. Uh, they all talk to each other about their friendship and all kinds of stuff. Dina and Lisa talk about how Dina has hid pot in her booty hole. Uh, Best line in the movie. <laughs> I'm surprised that made it to the um, previews and all that, like all the commercials. It was in <laughs> that the was one of the big, yeah. Yeah, yeah so there's tons they, of scenes. They talk about everything. Yeah, they're talking And about, they do talk about men a lot. But they do. But yeah. they talk about everything. Yeah. Yeah, I would say these scenes, like at some point they pivot and become exclusively, the objective becomes like getting a man. For a lot of them, yeah. Once they get to New Orleans, it's like almost 50% of them, like, they just go straight there. Yeah. Right. That's true. But, but still passes. And so, yay for that. Now let's rate the movie on our nipple scale. Zero to five nipples based on its portrayal of women. Um, I'm going to give it, like, a four and a half. Like we've already discussed, it's just so awesome to see representation of four women of color on screen as the main characters. They're driving the story. We know about them. We know about their backstory. We see strong female friendships. Yeah, it's just really fun to watch. And uh, especially I love women in comedy, seeing women be funny on screen. Mm -hmm. A lot of times if there is a comedy movie and there is a female character in it, she doesn't really get any of the jokes or... It's funny when she gets hit in the face with a ball. Mm-hmm. And that's like the only comedy that she gets to do on screen. Right. Um, or so, one of my favorite. She's so, stupid or she's mean. Yeah. There's, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Also, yeah. can I just say that the reason mine doesn't get a perfect score is I feel like a lot of too much emphasis was placed on men and the conflict around men. And, oh, we have mm-hmm. to get a dick. And, oh, you need to get laid by a man and stuff like that. So that's why it doesn't get like a perfect five I'm just giving me. it a pass because I'm black and it's a black movie. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? <laughs> and please, God, in 10 years, please let me be in a movie like this. You know what I mean? Yes. Yes. Please. 10 years. Yes. Maybe next year. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. I need new teeth. So, yeah, please. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Um, are you giving your nipples to? Uh, yeah. I'm going to four and a half and I'm going to... Each, each of the four gals gets one, and then my half nipple, I'm going to give it to Julian, because he was a nice boy, <laughs> and he's cute. <laughs> Over Julian. <laughs> I know, honestly, I could have done without him, but yeah. yeah. Why nice did he have a mohawk? Why did he have a mohawk? <gasps> and fake and... spacers? Come on. It's <laughs> fucking 2017, dude. Get your look together. <laughs> Shout out to Neo, um, who mm, also made yes. a cameo. Yes. Uh-huh. He's in, in anything where there's like an artist playing live, Neo is that artist. In whatever. <laughs> that true. He's always cast as that. Um, Someone make an IMDb for Neo's cameo records. Specifically. <laughs> <laughs> there's got to be 50. Yeah. yeah, minimum. Yeah. Well, first of all, this movie for me would get five large chocolate areolas mm-hmm. the size of your face. And <laughs> shout out to it for featuring uh, black women, diversity in size, diversity in shape, and hair textures, lots of <laughs> lovely wigs. I want to give them to 
Regina Hall's lace front. You know what I mean? Yes. I just want to like shout out that her pretending to wrap it up at night. I was like, bitch, just take it off and put just it on the stand. <laughs> Why are you? Who are you kidding? Um, but no, actually, I take it back. Four go to her lace front mm-hmm. and one goes to Neo. Just because, sure. you know, he was there. He deserves we can't that. forget that he was in this movie, I too, I feel y'all. like Neo is super punctual for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> like, he does so much. I'm like, he's got to be, like, so great to work with Can because I, he's in everything. When I see him, if I saw him without his hat on, I would have no idea what he looked like. <laughs> you know what I mean? He always has that hat. And oh, yeah, That's he does. the only reason I know it's Neo. It's his signature mm. look. I'm going to give it uh, four and a half as well for all the reasons that we stated. It's like just such a wonderful thing that this movie is in the world and that we see women of color and also mostly over 40 which it's like amazing and the fact that it did so well and so many people got Mm -hmm. to see it also Um, a lot of the background is all people of color mm -hmm. a ton of movies will have maybe a few people of color main characters but then everyone else in crowd scenes or whatever oh yeah the crazy version of of new york city that's all white that we see in movies all the time everything everything awful uh, yes, so this movie is wonderful. My only gripe with it would be that there was good opportunities to put in queer characters that I felt like was kind of a missed opportunity, especially mm-hmm. because, hello, Queen Latifah is literally right here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that that was like the one thing that uh, bugged me a little bit, and I could do without Julian. But mm. other than that, it's it's genuinely a really fun movie to watch, which movies with this setup are not always fun to watch. True. Mm-hmm. And, and it's like unlike any movie I've ever seen before. It was great. Yeah. I'm giving uh one of I'm giving uh each lady one nip and then I'm gonna give my other half nip to Simone because yeah. I wish because she deserved more. Yeah. And now yeah. she has to go and have Stuart's kid. Oh, right. Sucks. Yeah. Sucks. Yeah. yeah. Well Anyways. Do you think they'll end up together? I kind of get the feeling that they might. Anyways, that could just be me projecting. (laughs) Maybe we'll find out in Girls Trip 2. I know, probably starring Dulce Sloan. Please, I'm I'm calling that into the universe for you, sis. Oh, yeah, I love that. I love Dulce. Yes. Mm -hmm. Madison, thank you so much for being here. This has been so much fun. Thank you so much. Where can people find and follow you online? Y'all. Okay, so first of all, I sometimes update my website, um, and I pay $20 a month for it, so visit it. Squarespace. Um, <laughs> promo code my pussy here. <laughs> um, no, it's, uh, you can uh, find dates and info about me at themadisonshepherd.com. You can follow me on Twitter at Madison Shepherd and on Instagram. I'm very good at Instagram stories. Mm, uh, I love it. Shouting them out for myself. If I Confirmed. don't mind to toot my own horn. <laughs> Please. At Madison underscore Shepherd because I was too old and got into Instagram. Anyways, it's a whole thing. <laughs> but yeah, find me there, y'all. Yes, do that. Find us, the Bechtel Cast, on Twitter, Instagram, our website, Bechtelcast.com. You can. Facebook.com. 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 You never hear that. <laughs> it is a dot com, though. It, it is. is a dot com. Sometimes yeah. I say Twitter Instagram.com, dot com. and I'm like, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a fuck up. <laughs> no, it's, I'm actually it's a great. loser. You can also wrong. go to patreon.com slash Bechtelcast oh, yes. and subscribe to our Patreon. Oh, please, for the it's love of God. It's $5 a month. That's hardly anything. Just don't drink those two coffees from Starbucks and instead, Give us your five dollars and then these you get hoes their money. Please, <laughs> they need it. Check us out there. And I yeah, that's it. Uh bye. 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 bye.
If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck, yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.